You are about to listen to Emeka Ezra, the lead steward at Fortier Network International. He envisions all men saved and mature, Christ Jesus. Be stirred as you listen. Good evening, everyone. Um, can I get a um, good evening? Good evening, everyone. How are you doing? How's everything? Good evening, Emeka. Good evening. Hey, good evening, Gideon. Good evening, Patrick. Good evening, Tommy. Okay. So, um, I think we are going to be, we're going to start, right? And um, you see, I, I like starting this Bible study this way. I like reminding us, I, I, I always like reminding us the reason, about the reason why we are here for Bible study. And, you know, I, I, I like reminding us because I, I really, I don't, I don't want to see like a, a bad result, you know, I don't, I, how am I going to put it? Mm, if you go to a factory, right? If you, if you go to a factory and in that factory at the beginning process, there's a contamination in the food, in the food mixture or whatever. At the end, the end result will not be, will not be the desired result. And it's almost the same thing also when, when we come as believers, you know, to either study or to either train ourselves in, in scripture. If we do not understand the reason why we do the things we do, the desired result will not be, we will not have the desired result. And you see, for, for Bible study, it's not just about, for, it's not just for the knowledge sake. It's not just for the, it's not for arguments. You see, if what we are saying here or what we study here does not um, transform you or change you, there's a big, there's a big problem. There is a, there's a big problem. See, we cannot do church the way our fathers or our mothers did church. For people that have been in church in church for probably donkey of year, donkeys of years, they've been in church for 10, 20 years, some 30 plus years. But there is no transformation in the way they think. There is no transformation in the in what they do, what they say. In fact, for some of us we've never seen our, our, our parents perform miracles. Or even come and say, "Oh, I have this word of knowledge," or have, and it begs you, what kind of Christianity did they encounter? And here's the thing: we might fall into the same trap if we are not careful. That we are just puffed up with knowledge. Oh, I know the Greek. I know the Greek um, definition of this. I know the Greek or the Hebrew translation of this. If it does not change you. There's a problem. And if you notice, I don't know, probably you will not notice, but there's, there's a reason why I I veered off from, there's a kind of, obviously we are, we are going to go back to proper, like when I mean proper, even though what we are doing is study, Bible study, but we are going to go back into, um, we are going to study books and we are going to do a lot of proper study when it comes to scripture, you know, but there's a reason why I, I went into topical Bible study, like um, studying about prayer, about faith. Because, you see, these are the basics. 
these basics must change you it must change you it must transform you if it does not transform you i'm telling you whatever you're trying to do is rubbish whatever you're trying to do is rubbish my my um what's it called my desire is that you i, I begin to hear stories of oh emeka uh my friends have been saying that oh i've changed oh something has changed about you you know change does not change is always noticeable people will notice change that is why it's called progress and journey faith and i i, I mean i'm saying all all of these things and i'm saying them because there's a reason why i'm doing all of this study and i'm doing them in a, like if you notice if you have noticed the way the study has been going everything i've been saying every topic every session every week has been as it, like it links it links to the next in to the next topic so from us talking about jesus right from us talking about the four four gospels to us talking about jesus to us talking about faith and now i'm talking about prayer if you notice or if you've noticed if you're a good student or if you're a good listener you what you get to understand is that oh hmm everything has been centered around one person jesus about it has been centered around jesus not only has it been centered around Jesus, we are just we are we talking about the plan of God. We've been talking about the plan of God and how every topic is or helps you stay in the plan of God. Like I don't know if you I don't know if you get what I'm trying to say. But before I start, right, I just want one person to um here's the thing because of this is like a class right and it's like the bible study class is it's meant to be interactional in that like it's meant to be interactive as interactional interactive <laughs> i i want somebody to at least help me summarize what we've spoken about like in the, in the past few weeks or even last week very quickly and i will we'll, we'll just start I just want someone that'll be able to say, "Oh, hey, Mecca, this is what I've, been, this is what I got, this is what I understood, this is what I understood from everything we've been saying and everything." I just want somebody. That's all. Um. Okay. It's not much, but one one of the things I got was that the reason, one of the reasons for prayer is for transformation. And one of the reasons for prayer is to stay in the will, to stay um in the will of God. Um, yeah okay those are, those are the two things i i think i i that really stuck with me um okay last class okay wonderful can i can i can i get another person i'm going to we'll, we'll call it um conclusive then i start the study ah that means i'm i'm a bad teacher one lie that's what people are trying to see no 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 <laughs> Emeka, you said when you were talking about how to apply faith, I can remember you said mm-hmm. something like that God's plan is that every man believes in Christ Jesus. And also you mm. you said that 
faith is basically us believing in the plan of God. That's what you say. Mm. You now brought the word homologia. That oh yes. The Greek word mean it means confess. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Okay, wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful. You see, everything I've been saying, right, it ties together. Like it ties, it's it's a beautiful, like it's a beautiful painting. It's everything, one cannot survive without the other. One cannot survive without the other. So if you claim to have faith, if you claim to believe in Christ Jesus, or you claim that... Um, your shirt is black. If you claim, if you claim that you believe your shirt is black, then you would say my shirt is black, right? If you believe that a chair is your front, you will behave like a chair is your front. That's what I'm just trying to say. You know, if you believe that God exists and you are not Him, you talk like God exists. You behave like He exists. Furthermore, if you believe He died for you and you, you believe in Him. You behave as such. Everything works together for, I mean, for the for the furtherance and joy of your your faith. You see, we are going to be talking. We are going to be continuing our study on prayer. We are going to be continuing our study on prayer, and I mean, from what we talked about last last week, we we, we said um, we said. The, we are talking about the why of prayer. Why do we pray? And one of the things um, I, 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 we found out from scripture is that we pray for alignment. We pray because we have to be aligned with the will of God. See, the reason why we pray is for alignment. And I, I think I, 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 I didn't mention this or I mentioned it. I don't know, but I'm going to I'm going to um, re-emphasize this. See, let me tell you. I, I don't want you people to be comfortable with being baby Christians. Never be comfortable with being baby Christians. See, I want you, uh, whenever you are in church, whenever you are in the garden of believers, I want you to look at the guy, eh? Or look at the pastor, look at the bishop, look at whatever, look at the person speaking, and say, I want to be like that person. What has this person seen in God, right? That I've not seen. That is how I want you to think. And and I, I'm I'm not only I don't only want you to think like that. I am teaching you the way the way to become um, the way to become mature in Christ. That is what this Bible study is for. You see, if a lot of preachers over the years, you know, when talking about prayer, I mean, the, the, the responsible ones, when talking about prayer, will tell you the dimension or the place of asking God for something. Oh God, I want A's in my, in, in my, in my course. I want money. I want a wife. I want that is like a baby kind of level. I, I don't know if you if you have heard preachers pray. A, a preacher will say, I have never asked God for money in my life, but I have it. A lot of preachers say that. 
and you wonder, oh, why is it his own is different and my own is not different? I have to ask God for money or I have to ask God for this. I have to ask God for that. But somebody here is saying that he does not ask God for some things, but God provides. And that's what I want to teach you today. That's what I want to teach you today. If you understand the reason for prayer, you would pray when you, you would pray uh, the way prayer is meant to be prayed. Or you will have a priority priority for prayer. So in our in our study, in our study last week, we saw scriptures upon scripture talking about, I mean, uh, um, how prayer is alignment. We saw Jesus in Gethsemane. Jesus was praying, and I mean, Jesus did not want to die. <laughs> and I, I, I'm sure some of you have not heard that. It was not his will to die. I mean, because of his flesh. Now he's praying to God and he's telling God that, oh, that it's not my will, but your will. That's what prayer does. You see, we pray, you you pray until your will aligns with God. You pray until your will aligns with God. And some of you, because as you're listening to me, you will probably be confused, you know. Ha, Emeka, are you saying that this me, me I, I've never prayed and I, I felt anything or, or something. I don't know what kind of prayer do you pray. I'm, I'm getting to that. In fact, this study, this session is not even enough for me to even explain everything. But I'm going to do my best. I'm going to take the, the we're going to, um, carry, we're going to carry over the ones we can carry over to the next session or that is next week or whatever. But see, when it comes to prayer, your your um, alignment is key. Alignment is key. A lot of people go into prayer and they are not changed. Prayer has to change you. Prayer has to change you. Prayer has to change you. Allow prayer to change you. How many of you right you've been angry with somebody before right you've been angry with somebody but immediately you want to pray that's the first thing in your mind like you cannot even go past that like you cannot even go past that um go past thinking about that person until you forgive that person how many of you have it happened to before you you are angry with someone but whenever you pray that person comes to your mind that's what prayer does. Prayer will work on you. See, the real work of prayer is in you. Not even for you. Because when the Holy Spirit uses... Ah, let us open... Can we open a, can we open a scripture? Let us open... Um, Philippians. Let's open Philippians. Let's open Philippians chapter... Philippians chapter 1. Am I correct? Yes, I am. No, no, no. Let's go to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, verses 13. And I'm going to read. It says, For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. 
God is working in you. Now, look at, if, if you even read in context, right? If you even read in context, it says, Dear friends, you always followed my instructions when I was with you, and now I am away. It is even more important. Work hard to show the results of your salvation. Obeying God with deep reverence and fear. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Do everything without complaining and arguing. Now, now, see, this is my, this is, um, how am I going to put this? God is working in you both to do at will of his good pleasure. NLT says he's giving you the power to do what pleases him. But here's the thing. A prayerless man cannot do what pleases the Lord. Now, I am not saying a prayerless man does not please the Lord. Those, those things are two different statements. Now, let me explain what I mean. You see, at salvation, when you gave your life to Christ, right? When you gave your life to Christ, oh, bam, you gave your life to Christ. The Bible makes us understand that the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, all things are passed away. You have a new nature. You have the nature of righteousness. Wonderful. God is pleased with you. God loves you just as you are. When God sees you, he sees Jesus. But now, you have the nature of righteousness. But you on earth, your nature has to be seen in action. Are you listening to me? Your nature has to be seen in action. But here's the thing. Your nature will not be seen in action if you're not prayerful. Because part of the work, part of what prayer does is prayer increases your capacity. And pray, see, prayers get... <laughs> Prayer gets you into the will of God. Let's open our Bibles to Matthew chapter 6. I want, let's open our Bibles to Matthew chapter 6. We are going to be studying... We are going to be studying something. It, it, it's, called, it, it's commonly called the Lord's Prayer. Matthew chapter 6. It's commonly called the what? The Lord's Prayer. Commonly called the Lord's Prayer. And it... A lot of people in a lot of denominations don't make any other prayer. In the morning, when they, whenever they wake up, they just say, Our Father, what is in heaven, hallowed be their name, and that's their prayer for the day. But they don't understand that <laughs> the Lord's prayer is just uh, what, it, what it is, is the Lord's teaching on prayer. Not this is how to, this is what you should pray. How am I going to put it? It is the Lord's teaching on prayer, not you must say this verbatim. It is the Lord's teaching on prayer. So what you call the Lord's prayer is actually the Lord's teaching on prayer. Let's go to Matthew chapter 6. I'm there. I hope you are. And I hope you can hear me. Can you hear me, please? Yes, sir. Okay, wonderful. Um, Matthew chapter, chapter 6, um, starting from, okay, here's the thing, right? I think if you are in, in, 
this particular um the, the lost teaching of prayer if it is in mark or luke mark or luke the way it starts was the disciples saw Jesus praying the bible records that the disciples saw jesus praying and they asked him master teach us to pray right and he said that he now said oh pray like this but in matthew matthew does not record that the disciples actually came to jesus to say um teach us to pray but i think in in, in the gospels according to mark or luke you will see that right so let's continue so okay i know there's something here there's something uh i i have to i don't know yeah let me let me actually let me actually talk about this in context so here's jesus right jesus started this teaching right by talking about enemies love your enemies and do not hate those who hate you he says love those who love you i'm i'm teaching from i'm starting from verses five ending and he says be holy as your heavenly father is holy that is verse five of verse of chapter sorry chapter five verse 48 and now just talking about love he goes down and he says watch out do your good deeds sorry he said don't do your good deeds publicly to be admired by others for you will lose the reward from heaven from your father in heaven so basically jesus starts talking about um your motive right a lot of people do good things and their motive is so that other people can clap for them so jesus is saying don't do things in public for other people to see if you do that he says you've received your reward verse 2 says when you give to someone in need don't do as the hypocrites do blowing trumpets in the synagogue and streets to call attention to their acts of charity so you see all of these things but then a lot of you might have questions I, i'm going this round because i want to answer some very important questions a lot of you might have questions um emeka um come on. but some people do pictures because some people take pictures when they give to the for charity when they go for charity or even some pastors you know they talk about their givings i mean what do you have to say about that here's the thing here god jesus was actually talking about the motive of a man the motive of a man so um when it comes to publicity about the things you do especially if you're in ministry right you have to show your works to your partners for a lot of us we have partners all over the world right plus we need more financial partnership especially because the gospel needs money to reach the ends of the earth and a lot of people need to see that you're doing the work of god for the, for for them to even give you money so you see a lot of pastors or a lot, you see a lot of men of god showing that oh this is the work we are doing this is how much we give to these people also for transparency sake and not because of they want the praise of men 
Are you seeing? Do you understand what I'm trying to say? So this is a motive issue that Jesus is talking about. But then Jesus, Jesus used the same example in verses 5 of chapter 6 when he says, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on the street corners in the synagogues where everyone can see them. He says, I tell you the truth. That is all their reward they get. Now he says, but when you pray, go behind where? Go be, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you and pray in private. Now, a lot of people will say, ah, man of God, do you mean that we should not pray in public anymore? That means when we come to church, we should not pray because we are in public. No, no, no. Get the point. Now, Jesus is talking about the heart again. There are people that like this attention thing. It's about the heart. And many, see, most of these things Jesus is talking about, a lot of us cannot discern it. Most of the time, you cannot discern it. It's only God that can discern the, the heart of a man. Are you listening to me? I think I remember a, a scenario when I when I met a Jehovah Witness. And I said, okay, after we talked, the argument was long and everything. I said, okay, man of God, I said, okay, um, can I pray for you? I mean, that's what I always do after my evangelism, after talking to people about Jesus. I'm, I'm like, oh, I want to pray for you. I want to leave you with a blessing. And the man said, no that he's not going to accept my prayer, that, that he's not going to allow me to pray for him because we are outside on the streets. Oh, my God. The man lost it. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not being proud, but the man lost a lot that, that day. Just by saying that he doesn't want, want prayer in public because we are, we, he doesn't want prayer because we are in public. See, so I've, I've prayed for a lot of people that have, they, they have spoke in tongues while we are on the streets. People have fall, fallen under their anointing while we are on the streets. People have gotten blessings while they're on the This is a heart issue. And then that's the reason why I, 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 I've not even talk, talked about our motive in prayer. I've not even talked about our motive, but your motive in prayer is very important. Very important. Ve- See, a lot of us do not receive what we pray for because of our motive. If you have, have been following my teaching from the very beginning about faith and everything, you will understand that God backs his plan. God backs his plan. Whenever it comes to the gospel and Jesus, whenever you are aligned with God's plan, whatever you ask for, in his plan. I know the Bible says in his name. What what the Bible actually means is in his plan. Jesus, in his plan, he will fund. He will fund it. Money is not an issue when it's when it comes to his plan. So let's go further. I'm actually going down to um I'm actually going down to um verse nine. Sorry, yeah, verse nine of um chapter six, and he says. Pray like this. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. Now, this is Jesus's, This is Jesus teaching on prayer. Are you listening to me? This is God teaching on prayer. 
And he says, acknowledge our father in heaven. Acknowledge your father in heaven. And this father here in the Hebrew, it means Abba. Abba meaning source, right? Meaning that you have to acknowledge that there is a God that you are not him. There is a God and he exists. You are not him. He is meant to be worshipped. You are not meant to be worshipped. He says, acknowledge him. He says, may your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Are you seeing this again? Are you seeing this again? May your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth. This is the same thing I've been teaching. Like, the crux of prayer is in alignment with the will of God, not our will. But now you're going to say, ah, Emeka, um, you're going to ask a question about Emeka. The next verse actually says, give us today our daily bread. Um, give us today our daily bread, right? Does that, does that not mean that we can ask for our needs outside of the plan of God? But here's the thing. I do not believe, listen to me, listen to me very clearly. This will change your life. I don't believe that um, give us today the food we need or give us today our daily bread. I don't believe that give us today our daily bread means um, give us uh, our provision, like give us our food, give us our the clothes on our back, or give us shelter. I don't believe that. Are you going to ask me, I, Emeka, what do you mean by that? Hello? Okay, are you saying something? Okay. Jesus cracking. Who can, can can you hear me? Gideon, can you hear me? Patrick, can you hear me? Tommy, can you hear me? Is it cracking? I can hear you. I can hear you. Perfectly clear. Perfectly clear. Okay. Okay. Wonderful. Okay. Um, I don't know. It's not from my side, probably. But maybe maybe it's your network. So I do not believe. That verse 11 of chapter 6 is um, give us today our daily bread. It means give us a car, give us food each day. I don't believe that. I'm going to ask the maker, why don't you believe that? Right? Here's the thing. Jesus in scripture used bread a lot of times to, to describe himself. Are you listening to me? Jesus in scripture used bread <laughs> a lot of times to describe himself. So I want us to open to John. I want to show you something. I want us to open to John. John chapter John chapter 6 away John chapter 6 John chapter 6 um, if you're there please just say I'm there 
I want to know if you're there so I can, I can read. I'm there. Okay, wonderful. John chapter 6, verse 32. John chapter 6, verse 32. It says, Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not the bread from heaven. Are you seeing that? But my father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which come, cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. Then he said unto them, then, sorry, then, then said they unto him, Lord, evermore, give us this bread. Are you seeing that? <laughs> and Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh unto me shall never hunger, and he that believeth shall never test. Let's go down to verse 41. Verse 41 said, The Jews then murmured at him, because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. Are you seeing that? Are you seeing that? Jesus said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. I am the true bread. See, scripture is replete with him calling himself the bread of life. In fact, look at that, look at that statement he made. Look at that statement he made. He said, I am the bread. In fact, in verse 34, the people you are talking to said, and they said unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that come, cometh to me shall never hunger. And he that believeth shall never test. You go up and he says for the bread, that is verse 33 says, for the bread of God is he that cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. That is him. He's talking about himself. Jesus is talking about himself. He's talking about himself. He's talking about himself. Even at the Passover, when he took the bread, it symbolized his body. It symbolized his body. That's why you see. This, the Lord's Prayer, was never about the needs of man. It was always about the needs of God. Always about God's will. God is, is God-centered. And at the center of God's uh, um, centeredness is you. That is also on that, on, on that explanation, but we are talking about prayer. So, verse 12 says, And forgive us our sins, as we have forgiven those that sin against us. And don't let us yield unto temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. Now, the prayer about forgiveness of sin has been answered in Christ Jesus. Do you understand? The fact that we ask for the bread of life and he has given us the bread that came down from heaven. The prayer of the prayer for the forgiveness of sin has been answered. But now he says, 
that we should also pray that we do not yield ourselves to temptation. And here's the thing. Like I said in the, in the last session, prayer saves you from temptation. All of this, um, it gives you strength against temptation. All of this struggling with sin, if you are just prayerful, if you can just increase your, your, your prayer time, the time you speak in tongues per day, see, you will save yourself this, this stress of always falling down. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me, someone? So it goes down. Um, it goes down and it says, Oh my god, I, I think, okay, yeah, verses. Let's start from verse 31. I'm going to I'm going to chapter 6, verses 31. And it says, So don't worry about these things, saying, What will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly father already knows all your needs. He now says, Seek the kingdom of God above all else, and live righteously. And he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Now, this is plain scripture. This is Jesus telling you the priority of your prayer is and should be the kingdom's priority. And the kingdom priority is that God's plan comes to pass and that you are aligned to the plan of God. See, next week I want to teach about tongues. I want to teach about tongues. I want to teach about how see, I want to teach about how to pray in tongues and build capacity by the Spirit. That by speaking in tongues, what it actually means for us to speak in tongues? Why do we speak in tongues? How can speaking in tongues save us or better our lives? How can it even save us from sin? Not only save us from sin. How can speaking in tongues help us discern things better? How can we be able to discern God? See, I want to teach you people. I want to make people mature in Christ. I hope people are praying. These short sessions are not enough for us to probably pray. But one of these days, I'm going to set out a time. We are going to pray. I'm going to prophesy and give everyone here a word of knowledge. Does anybody here have a, have a question from what I, what I taught today? I want a question. Does anybody? I do. Okay. Can I can I hear your question? Um. 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 Emeka, you said yes. That, okay. Wait. No. No. Um. So you're saying you're trying to say that a believer is not complete if he does not pray. Yes. What What, what do you mean by complete? In, in, in the, the criteria for a person to be saved 
is if the person believes in Jesus Christ and confesses with his mouth. I'm trying to say that never said the criteria for a person. No, no, no. I, what, what, what I'm saying is what I'm saying. I'm not saying you. I'm not saying you. Okay. The criteria. I'm, I'm not saying you. The criteria for a person to be death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ, the person is saved. For him to walk out for his nature to show he needs the will of God part time. Do you understand? Yes. Yes. Ah. <laughs> the, the question, the hey, question. Never see that. The question is, I'm sorry, sorry. The question is, so, if, so is it possible for, like, for a believer to make heaven without him praying and fasting? I I I don't I don't think I heard you. Um, I don't heard you. I think it's cracking. Like it it it. Repeat that for me, please. Hello, Gideon. I don't think I heard you. I think it's. He said, can, "Is it possible for a believer to make heaven without praying and fasting?" Oh my! I hear you. Can you repeat this? I said that is it possible for a believer that is saved to make heaven without praying and fasting? Making heaven. The problem is not making heaven. Immediately you believe in Christ Jesus, you are saved. Right, your issue is not making heaven on, on earth because the truth is, if you and you believe, and not only that he died for it's therefore you're going to live for him. For him means that you need to. To be in his will single time. You will go to heaven. Oh my God. So sorry that it's breaking.